Welcome to episode 239 of Stageworthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. Stageworthy is a podcast about people in Canadian theatre featuring conversations with actors, directors, playwrights, and more. My guest this week is fringe veteran, actor, producer, John Patterson. Last week, I had the producers of the Play Me podcast from CBC Podcast, Laura Mullen and Chris Tully as guests for the second time. You could check out their first guest spot back in episode 113. Now, Play Me podcast is proud to present a new series, The Show Must Go On, featuring exciting productions from some of Canada's top creators, including Hannah Moscovich, Drew Hayden Taylor, David Yee, Chloe Hung, and Anna Chatterton. Each month, enjoy a new show from the comfort of your own home. The theaters have closed, but the show will go on. You can subscribe to Play Me wherever you get your podcasts. If you've been listening to Stageworthy for a while, or maybe you're a first-time listener and you're listening through a link you got on the website, or maybe from social media, did you know that you can subscribe so that you never miss an episode? You can do that by searching for Stageworthy on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or basically wherever you get your podcasts, and clicking the handy subscribe button. And then every week, the new episode of Stageworthy will be delivered right to you. And if you subscribe, let me know that you're a new subscriber. If you want to drop me a line, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Phil Rickaby, and my website is philrickaby.com. And you can find Stageworthy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StageworthyPod. And the website where you can find the archive of all 239 episodes is at StageworthyPodcast.com. As I mentioned, my guest this week is John Patterson. John has been an actor, producer, theater creator, and mainstay on the Canadian Fringe Festival circuit for many years. He joined me to talk about performing Daniel McIver's House as part of Canada Performs, as well as the Fringe Livestream Initiative that strives to fill the void left by the cancellation of almost all the Fringe Festivals for 2020. So how have you been? I have been, oh man, um, how have I been? I've been, um, you know, it's a pandemic. It's crazy. It's been, <laughs> it's been up and down. And, and there's, there's been times when I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't, uh, I'm just depressed. That's what that feeling is, depressed. <laughs> and uh, so sometimes it's been hard for sure, but mostly it's, uh, I've been keeping myself busy, right? You know, and um, working on these, uh, on this online thing. And um I don't know. Hopefully, it's you know it's in the baby, really baby mm-hmm. stages, and and uh, I don't know. Hopefully, that occupies you know yeah. our time, everyone's time in the great yeah. intermission. And uh, I mean, obviously, we all want want to go back to crowds. Yeah, <laughs> um, I miss crowds, but um, you know, I've been just doing that kind of thing, and I, I was you know living in Nova Scotia as as. Um, you might know, uh, working at a theater and actually living in the theater. And it's kind of a dream job. And, uh, of course, I got laid off because, you know, crazy little bug. Yeah. And uh, so I, I actually moved back to Toronto or Mississauga, really. And uh, so I'm splitting my time with uh, my two sisters who, you know, obviously I'm on the lucky end of everything. Um, yeah. I'm, uh, you know, dividing my time between my two sisters who have graciously... Um, um, allowed me to stay there. <laughs> yeah, which you know, it's no, it's never easy. Right, the brother comes. Well, of course, you know, of course. The, <laughs> the artist brother. I'm home. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of hard so... to, uh, to 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 be in a theater, living in a theater, and trying to work in a theater when there's no theater. Yeah, and and even as far as like theater artists go, I I you know I consider myself lucky that I was able to live in the corner of you know, Liverpool, Nova Scotia, it's, it's not really, it's, it's not very many people there. I was able to mm. have a little, little home in the middle of nowhere for the winter and, and have my theater job. And I was like, okay, that's, you know, I'm, I'm not gigging for the first time in years <laughs> and I'm not desperate. And so, uh, you know, and next thing you know, we're all in the same boat. It's, it's really, um, 
surreal and cathartic and all these all those big words um, uh, to have this happen to to every artist at the same time um, you know uh, gosh <laughs> when else did it how I maybe it happened in 1918 but I mean we're in the same boat as like Shakespeare yeah although yeah. you know they went on tour. <laughs> I mean, yes, they we just sort of got tour. out of the city and we don't have that option. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> but you know, I, I think, I don't know. I, I often feel like the, uh, the 1918 flu is like this forgotten flu that, that suddenly we're rediscovering because nobody wrote anything yeah. about it. It never, you know, yeah. it's like, we, yeah. it, it, it's a thing that sort of like is a footnote. And now it's like, Oh wait, how did, how did they deal with that? We're like, desperately trying to yeah. learn yeah right like and, and as a hockey fan you know like as a <laughs> hockey fan like i mean i grew up with you know reading the stats and always seeing 1917 or whatever it was in well 1919 i guess um uh, canceled uh, stanley cup final canceled you know spanish flu or influenza and yeah. i was like um what? And that's another side note. <laughs> uh, Spanish flu. And it's only called Spanish flu because they were the only ones reporting it. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. It was like everybody else was like, no, we can't have any bad news. And Spain was like, we're not in the war. Here's some bad yeah. news. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, I didn't know that when I was 12 and looking at the, the you know, canceled, you know, like, oh, that 1990 I know. didn't have a Spanish You're kind of like, what did the Spanish do to cancel? <laughs> yes, right? Uh, what but, happened here? Uh, Are you yeah. still there? I hear you. No, I'm still here. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, perfect. Uh, that perfect. was very funny though. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want to. I want to. There's a uh, like. I have a few things that I want to talk to you about today. But I thought that first, because everybody is sort of like looking at at streaming. I find it really fascinating uh -huh. to talk to people who've done it. And yeah. you streamed yeah, yeah. Um, Danny McIver's house, and yeah. Which, you know, just as a footnote, one of my uh, uh, favorite uh, pieces of theater uh, of all time. So Elect electric. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, I wanted to, to ask you a little bit about the process of 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 streaming and and uh, what went into that, into prepping for it and, and what you chose to how you chose to to, to go about it. Uh, it it's uh, it was an interesting, very interesting process i mean it all started you know I, I, right when uh cancellations were happening at our theater and we were shutting down for a month and i was um i knew i was gonna be laid off and uh the canada performs initiative i guess uh came out uh, mm -hmm. and it actually got posted on i lost my gig on facebook and i was like okay well i'm just going to apply right away and uh, i'd wasted no time to put together you know support material emailed them and uh yeah it took a few weeks um to hear back and uh when they when they said yeah you can do it i i, I said okay how do i how do i restructure this now i've, I've done i've done house daniel mckyver um uh since 08 so i've i i this was a perfect one to do in mm -hmm. one respect but in the other respect you know the character of victory relies so much on on humans on yeah. on like his whole objective is his relationship with the audience that he has like he wants to be he wants to be or at least that's how i played i might you know that's how i was directed <laughs> but you know i mean it's so important to have live people there mm -hmm. um so i knew that was going to be a challenge so i, I what i have to do is i mean obviously i can't change mckiver's words right mm -hmm. um because and he's written it by saying, you know, I know it's a theater, I know it's a stage, I know it's a house. It, yeah, you know, past Mariah, you can picture it. And he's like, um, he does a lot of those things, right? And he goes on, he talks to the audience. So I, I wasn't going to try to restructure that, especially considering there was a production from Factory coming up later, which was which was billed as a social isolation production, yes. right? So yeah. it's at the so I I, I wanted to honor the live performance which was that 1992 play 1901 mm -hmm. play and um so i even put a little thing in the beginning um saying this was you know, written for live and it'll be it'll be performed with that in, in within that realm of belief mm -hmm. um so but i had to psych myself up and 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 i'm not sure if the, the average person would get this but theater people who went to theater school would get it and i had to really like 
pretend I was in a theater. Yeah. And I, I had to make myself, uh, my, the, the, my bedroom um, was, uh, I was talking, practically I was talking into like blankets and, um, and uh, a bed mattress just because of, uh, you know, sound. I didn't mm -hmm. want to bounce around. But uh, I had uh, spike tape uh, taped out where my, uh, my points of address would be. And right. I, I tried to recreate in an in a <laughs> emotional memory kind of way uh, that I was in a theater. And, mm. um, you know, I'm not perfect. I, I have ADHD. I, sometimes I'm like, yep. That's my mattress, uh, but um, I, I I did what I could as an aging actor. Um, so uh, yeah, I, that was um, it was really rewarding though, because um, in the end everything turned out like I I just really I really got out a lot mm. out of it. It was it was you know I was sort of representing my uh, my theater well not mine anymore but when I was working there hopefully yeah. I can go back who knows um, at, at the Astor Theater in, in Liverpool and this was in Nova Scotia it was not far mm. after the, the the tragedy and uh, it, so it was also I, I wanted to to make it as a shout out to Nova Scotia as well. Yeah. Uh, Daniel McIver from Nova Scotia. I fell in love with Nova Scotia. Um, you know, I, I had a little tribute playing in the. Oh, as there's another side note is I, I'm, a, I'm a tech director, right? So I know lights and sound, but I never knew anything but streaming software. So I really it was just a Google search is what I did, and and a, and a big, huge, deep rabbit hole, uh, learning of overlays and all these, all these cool. I don't know, screen, things coming on the screen. I don't even know the terms. Uh, but I had one, uh, of, uh, a tribute to Nova Scotia of all my pictures that I put on Google, mm. <laughs> all, my, all my Google Drive pictures, and uh, with Stan Rogers, a Stan Rogers song, The Fisherman's Wharf. Um, but uh, so the whole experience, with the point I'm getting to, was very rewarding and, and really um, cathartic in a way because we all were... We, We've all lost, well, I don't want to say we, but it's uh, maybe we have all as artists lost our purpose, you know, when, when this pandemic hit. And mm -hmm. it's like, what do, what's our purpose now? What, what, what are we, when, we don't want to collect CERB payments. Artists least of all want to just sit around. We want to keep oh. creating. So uh, when we all lost our gigs and lost our jobs, whether you're a stilt walker or a standardized, standardized patient uh, person we've all lost our you know uh, our ability our our right and and so for me to do house it was like okay um you know i'm, I'm living for something you know that yeah. sounds pretty depressing i know but <laughs> no i mean it, 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 it yeah. makes it makes perfect sense because you know as theater people there's this sense of like always going and always hungry for it and always wanting to go and then all of a sudden yeah you can't do that no <laughs> there's nothing for you to there's, there's nobody for you to there's no hustle there's no there's nobody for you no, nothing no. for you to prepare for nothing for you to do except to no 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 i, I had just finished when, when this hit i had just finished doing my first rehearsal uh where i uh, in in the theater that i was uh living and uh i was uh, i uh, it was a first read through with a guy from brooklyn and it had um uh, i projected the the um his text onto the big screen uh, movie mm. screen and just sat there. It was awesome. And it mm. was a first rehearsal and we were supposed to be in, uh, I was supposed to be in New York and in Orlando fringe right now. Cause I'm a big fringer. Uh, and, um, uh, of course, no, no, no New York, of course, no yeah. Orlando. And, yeah. and the whole, the whole summer of, of fringe touring Toronto, you know, I was going to be in Toronto fringe and yeah. And or at least the stage manager, and um, that's not at least stage manager. It's a huge job, or a lighting designer. <clears throat> Anyways, being involved with Toronto Fringe somehow, and of course now we're not. And and you know, and and Toronto Fringe uh, beer tent was just getting going, just freaking <laughs> getting up up to the Mervish, up to the old um, alley. It was just yeah. just getting going. Yeah, you know. Uh, um, so. I do want to talk about Fringe before we get to Fringe live stream because that's something that, that that I think is really important. Um, but again, just to back up a little bit about all that Googling that you were doing, um, yeah. did you find it difficult oh, to learn what you needed to learn to to actually stream, or did you actually find it that that it 
it beca- it was pretty easy. Well, what it, what it took is patience. A lot of friggin'. I, I have to say to myself, look, I'm going to spend the next two hours going through videos that are just going to be useless. And a lot <laughs> were friggin' useless, for yeah. sure. You know, it took me a while to, l- to learn the difference between OBS, Open Broadcast uh, uh, Studio, mm-hmm. and the... Um, the uh, the sweet like the ver like the like the um the, the souped up version I don't yes, even know what yeah. it's called I forget what it's called right so it took me a while to even realize there were two but then I realized that it's open source so people add on to it you know yeah. it's like right so there's add on as it turns out uh, the original version of OBS is the one that's suiting my fancy and it's the one that I I figured out um especially to host Zoom meetings or sorry Zoom performances yeah. Um, so yeah, I do like that, and you know, Google was okay, you know, but you just I gotta have the pay. I, I made yeah. sure I had patience for it because it is hard. It is difficult to find the right thing. Yeah. It's also a new like suddenly people who we've we've been in the room with an audience for so long now all of a sudden is like all right, learn how to do video streaming and try to make that theater. <laughs> I know. Um, did you I know. <laughs> did were you given any guidance or did they just be like figure it out? No. No, I knew nothing. I knew nothing. We used to do it. So when I was uh, back at the theater in Nova Scotia, we used to host a Chase the Ace draw every week, which is, um, you know, when you're a not-for-profit, you you can um, do, do gambling to raise money sure. legally, which is kind of cool. Um, anyway, so we would do a Chase the Ace draw every week, and we would stream live on Facebook. I never even knew that you – the bells and whistles I, that I thought that, – that, that I, uh, I had no idea at the time. It was just someone with my crack – cracked uh you know uh, android just mm. filming and posting straight and you can make it like the friggin daily show like you can actually you can have underlays overlay i don't even know but i don't know the terms but, yeah right? but like you can have like donate now or whatever you can go cut the videos you can you know add in um audio underneath and and uh, i just after doing house and and the pre-show was just as fun as the performance uh because i had a bunch of bunch of ad reels going and <laughs> i had some of my old had some of my tiktoks some of my silly friggin rap tiktoks just for fun you know just just to be a goof and um uh i just love the obs i love it i just don't i'm just still learning though i'm still learning well, I think that we all are because there's this there's, you know, I think Zoom is on its own is not great yeah. for a lot of performances no. like that Brady Bunch grid of performers is not particularly engaging, especially if if you like a lot of people are spending much of your day in Zoom meetings. Um, suddenly it's like, OK, yeah. so now I'm going from from work and this is supposed to be entertainment, but it looks a lot like work. Yeah. But if you dig in and you, you find something like o- OBS or you find other similar things, you can do things that take it beyond um, yes. just, a, just a grid where you can do like camera switches and, and move around yeah. in, in, in different ways. So yeah. I think that, that yeah. we can get more creative. We just have to. Yeah. That's another thing. It just opens. A, a, I mean, the door right now is just squeaked open for me. I haven't mm-hmm. even put my foot in there, but I did play a little bit on um on that and and you can do like if you put in a if you put your two cameras in in portrait uh, you can actually crop it you can crop out the the the, that uh yellow friggin highlight Mm -hmm. of death which is so dumb so you can highlight that out for starters just by just by uh superimposing an image and that image can contain a background of i don't know a desert and yeah. you know what i mean and 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 you can go from one uh scene they call it to another scene so if people switch if people switch sides you can actually switch sides like that's a lot it's like that is a oh my god that is a whole well if there was yeah that, there's a lot of stuff that you can do hilariously yeah. yeah, I've been sort of like digging in because, you know, I, we don't know how long this is going to last and maybe eventually I'll I'll create yeah. something. Well, something's going on. Lost you. Okay, what's happening here? Ooh. Oh, I can hear you now. Okay, perfect. Okay. <laughs> this part oh, out. shit, technology. I know. Right? And that's another... 
this brings it this brings another uh, that brings up another topic just by the mere chance this this happening right now is like that like there's a whole new uh a set of shit that can go wrong now yes you know with uh, Orlando Fringe, I poor. I mean, they they did commendable, but uh, there were times when the poor producer uh, Lindsay was just like, "What the fuck?" Just you know, a couple times. I, but for the most part, they like pulled off the unpull offable. Yeah. Um, but but uh, tech stuff can happen all the all the time now with Zoom bombs and and Wi-Fi going and oh my. Yeah. <laughs> so many so many new things to go wrong when it just used to be so maybe somebody in the audience yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> you know uh, so yeah, i wanted to yeah i wanted to take a take a second to just talk about about fringe in general because um you've been uh doing fringe all over for a long time so i wanted to start by asking if you can remember when your first fringe was yeah, my first fringe was 1993, which was only a couple months after the last Canadian team won the Stanley Cup. Um, <laughs> and it was the Winnipeg Fringe 1993. I did a Carol Churchill play, uh, Cloud Nine, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, um, is almost more poignant now um, than it was back in 93. Amazing, explosive. I love that new word. So, yeah, that was my first fringe, 1993. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you did, were you living in Winnipeg at the time, or or did you? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a pegger. I'm a Winnipegger. Okay. Okay. So uh, yeah, I grew grew up there. I got into theater um, when I was a teenager, and uh, of course, Winnipeg Fringe is is just the whole city just embraces it. Yeah. Um, so it was it was pretty. Uh, yeah, I, I, didn't I meet you in Winnipeg, or uh, I don't I, know. I met you through Richard. I knew, yes. met you through Richard Bone. Yeah, yeah, you guys were doing. Well, I know you, I might have met you at the Clown Fest in like 2000. Oh, oh that is God, possible. <laughs> I mean, we were. I think I saw you. may have been doing the Last Man on Earth at that point. You I were, think. yeah. You were. And if that was Clown Fest, that was like the first time we'd ever done that show. That's before oh, that was we turned lovely, into the Fringe. The lovely show, lovely Thank show. You. <laughs> you were lovely in that show. Wow, thank you. Um, <laughs> but you, you, so you did. You you started at Winnipeg. When did you start touring? Uh, uh, to other festivals. Well, no, ninety. Well, two thousand, but ninety six. We did a little, little taste of touring with a with an improv show called Twisted Nipple Improv. <laughs> and we went to Minnesota and Edmonton mm-hmm. and Minnesota fringe was hilarious at, back in 96. And we didn't know what the hell we were doing, but uh, in uh, 2000, we had a little bit more of a cohesive structure of uh, recent college grads. Uh, we have upgraded to a van. And uh, <laughs> so we toured across the, and we, 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 we wanted to make a, go on it uh, of it and i'm the last one i'm the last man on earth i'm the last man standing of our yeah. little ribbit uh. ribbit republic is is was the name of the company is the name of the company that we still sort of tour under uh well with different you know under different artists and stuff and yeah 2000 was the first one and man we have so many hilarious stories of like Oh, just being idiots, but also like <laughs> fun, good, also fun, good stories. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. have, is there a like across Canada? Have you done pretty much all of the fringes? Yeah, I've pretty much done all of them. Uh, let's except um, let's see what I ha- what haven't I done? There's a few uh, in Canada. Pretty, I haven't done Halifax, mm-hmm. and I haven't done Fundy. Uh, in Canada, um, and then there might have be a couple ones cropping up in Canada that I haven't done. Mm-hmm. Uh, in America, there's a whole whack load I haven't done. But but uh, I've done a lot of CAF, uh, Canadian Association of Fringe Festivals in uh, mm. in America, and I uh, God, I love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. <laughs> um, when did you start uh, running uh, a BYOV for in Edmonton? Yeah, um, 20, uh, 20, 
2012 was the first mm-hmm. year for um for that for that it, that was a nightmare the first year was a nightmare uh, as a tech i was a nightmare tech uh to begin with <laughs> and so you know i put my dimmer packs under the audience chairs and audiences would just kick out the dimmer packs a half year <laughs> You know, half of your lights are off and just I just dumb things. We had a fat frog. I've never even seen a fat frog like this is the uh, lighting desk. I haven't even seen a fat frog before or after this 2012. But somehow we managed to get a fat frog. I wouldn't even know how to program it now. Uh, you know, just we're just just dumb like just heat not like no like just cooking our fresnels as front lights like just hmm. bad bad tech choices um yeah uh <laughs> but uh we have since uh grown and we have a a, a kick-ass crew sydney hayduck is is uh runs it with me and um we uh we love it. Like French Quarter, it's a hub now. So now we have we run three venues out of the French Quarter Hub at Edmonton. Uh, one one is named after my my mother, mm-hmm. um, um, and that is a storytelling venue. Well, not really storytelling venue, but it's a it's an eighty seater. And then mm-hmm. we have uh, run the Campus Saint Jean, and then we turn a banquet hall into a theater. So we have three decently sized theaters. Um, and it's uh, it's a joy, yeah. It's great. We're bringing in um, obviously fringe artists from, um, and and this year too, we had such a killer lineup this year. <laughs> oh man, that hurts. I know it really hurts. <laughs> we, we we said we can defer to everybody else, but yeah, uh, to next year to to you know everyone can defer to 2021, but um, it does hurt. There were some yeah. really cool people like cold like um, the cold hearts and. Mm. You know, Gemma Wilcox and, uh, you know, and Aaron, Aaron Malkin, like just mm. these, these, these great performers, right? You yeah. Know, like, oh, poop. Oh, poop. <laughs> when, uh, what, I mean, in terms of like, like running a, a BYOV for the biggest fringe festival in, in, in Canada, um, mm-hmm. what, what goes, like, are people applying to you? Do you, are you, are you seeking them out? How do you, how are you programming that BYOV? Uh, a bit of both, a bit of both. We started programming it uh, first come, first serve lottery. Uh, this is 2012. And uh, we have since uh, moved to more of a juried aspect of it just because um, the, the price tag is, is big. You know, I mean, there's, it, we're sort of running a mini festival and yeah. uh, the, rent is, the rent isn't cheap, uh, you know, mm. and gear rental isn't cheap. Uh, paying our staff isn't cheap. So um, we, we want to make sure that people can come to our venue and uh, not, you know, not lose money. Yeah. So we sort of, we, we like to look to people who are, um, you know, um, can, can hold their own as it were, or, or, can, or yeah. could, could make enough money to get by. So uh, we also recognize that, um, that, that is also um, the potential for just, you know, hashtag fringe so white bullshit. So we have a, a, a one spot that we dedicate um, to um, artists from underrepresented communities. Mm. Um, last year was a troupe from Egypt. Oh wow, um, which was which was awesome. Yeah, and this this year was supposed to be uh, indigenous storytelling from uh. Uh, uh, Alberta. Yeah. So, uh, so sad. Like, so sad kinda, to miss that. <laughs> I know. I know. And then, the, um, and then the Sue yeah. Patterson, the Sue Patterson oh, yeah, yeah, theater yeah. is 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 a, a smaller one with a, a really low price tag uh, for mm-hmm. rent. So we 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 like to attract um, you know artists who are just starting out. So that's our that's our 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 uh, uh, facet for for that. But yeah. So yeah. When I was when I was in Edmonton with Keystone Theater, we I heard somebody say that. Uh, people are at the beginning of that festival are more likely to go to the BYOV than the lottery show because of the curation of it, because they're more likely to see a show there that has been chosen and is, 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 is of good. They, they feel confident it's going to be good quality. And then as the reviews come out, they'll take their chances on some of the other shows. Is that something that, that you've seen or that you're, you're aware of there, or is that something yeah <clears throat> most definitely yeah most mm. definitely um we see that trend we see um you know at the beginning of the festival we'll see people coming to see uh shows that that 
that have been there year after year and they mm. know they're going to get um, a good product. Uh, and then, yeah, as the, as the week goes, um, at least at the French quarter, uh, the, the sleeper hits come out. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, I, I haven't been to Fringe proper. I hardly ever get, get to make it to Fringe proper just because of the sheer volume of work sure. over these two weeks at the French yeah. Quarter. But, um, I mean, I still like to think that there is, I mean, Fringe has to, I mean, generally speaking, Fringe has to rely, or at least the, the, the strength of Fringe is people taking those chances on yes. the, the, the randomness of it. So that's something that that i hope never goes away um lest you know certain performers just come in get 20 30,000 bucks and leave whereas you know this really obscure you know storyteller um gets nobody and never heard from him again so it, it there is there is that that needs to be protected as well that that randomness of it so uh, i'd like to think but it, it is hit and miss. It is, well, not hit yeah. and miss, but it, it, is, it is a bit of both, right? It but is it, a is a, it is a low-risk, like, chance that you're taking. Yes. Like, you're not paying, like, 80 bucks for a ticket or something no. and then going to see something that you don't like. Like, you're, you're paying, like, $10, $12 to see yes. something. And so the sting of, oh, I didn't particularly enjoy that show is not quite as high as if you'd spent a whole lot of money. No, not at all. That's so true. That's so true. It's a, a gem rolls, uh, an old, you know, and uh, of course, um, he's like known as the sort of the godfather of the fringe. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's so wise. And he said one time to me is just like fringe is is another renaissance and you create a renaissance by having, you know, um, uh, accessible theater and it's mm. accessible because it's it's because of the price. And, yeah, and that's you know, and because of the volume of of, yeah. of people. So, I mean, I'd like to think that you know, <laughs> General's the sage of the fringe. Um, <laughs> I'd like to think that yeah, we the fringe movement has created uh, somewhat of a, rem a renaissance because it it does check the boxes. You know, we we there's fringe there's like and that's what I'm going to miss about it. You know, it's going to be okay online, I suppose, but. I mean, I'm going to miss being able to be like, oh, this is a random show that I've never even knew really existed. You yeah. know, like, really? That's like some crazy zombie horror or <laughs> set in space? I'm in, you know? Yeah. And, and, and the, the obscure things that, that all of the fringes, you know, like that, that have, like the shows that have come out of some, you know, you'd never know that London Fringe would 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 produce some of the best dance, uh, you know, in the country. Or you would never mm -hmm. know that the Orlando Fringe. Well, I guess you would know. Orlando Fringe <laughs> is the, the campy musical capital, right? Or yeah, you know, like you'd never know that. Or or or, or Vancouver has these really sometimes these really bizarre site specific um, shows. You know, um, I've seen shows in vans or yeah. bathtubs and right and and it, the Fringe can you know do that like yeah yeah it's it's really you're right because there's that that aspect of like stumbling across a show that you <laughs> yeah. never would have like it it's so below the radar and then all of a sudden it blows your mind and yeah. and you're so glad that you saw it which is the all kind of the the thing that you can only discover at like the fringe tent or something like that you know yeah or because exactly. somebody pitched it to you in line <laughs> Oh yeah, that too. That's an art form as well, you know, flyering lineups and being yes. effective. And you know, most people are really respectful, and you know, everyone has a. But you'll have some people come out with a trumpet, and and you know, mm. which is fine. We used to do crazy stuff like that, but you know, we'd see these crazy, obnoxious uh, flyering techniques that just put all the other ones. Oh, guess we're not flyering. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, I I have always said to people who are first time fringers, like, look, if Jem Rolls is in town, follow him for like an hour and watch him <laughs> yeah because he's a go. master he's a master he's a master yeah jim yeah. rolls kelly finnegan yes right? i mean like these guys can work a crowd they can engage with people who are there flyering they don't take over the crowd mm -hmm. right they're just chatting i mean they approach it like if you're in the lineup we're gonna talk to you it's just a part of fringe 
and yeah. they there i mean i'm horrible at wiring i'm just i've never been good you know come to the show come to the show come to the show come to the show come to the show, come to the show yeah 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 you know but uh which you know i'm sorry i'm bad uh you know i can't <laughs> but uh gem rolls and um kelly finnegan really engaged mm-hmm. carlin rainey and she's another one just really engaged performer you know, or at least each audience member when they're when they're ring. yeah for sure yeah i watched i watched carlin and you know i remember i was at the hamilton fringe her first year oh you're back are you there i hear you okay good um i was watching i was are you still there okay good oh he disappeared for a sec i'm um (laughs) i know um so i was i was in uh uh, hamilton fringe carlin ramey's first year when she was doing sour and uh, uh i was like i I thought that she'd been doing fringe for ages and I'd just never seen her before because she would just like talk to people. Yeah. And she was really good <laughs> yeah. at it, you know? Yeah. 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 She's so she's joined the fringe live stream crew and she's heading up the artists mm. for underrepresented community series. Mm. Um, and uh, she is a, um, a social media uh, wizard, um, yes. warlock, heroine, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, I can, you know, find hashtags I never even thought of. Oh, that yes. hashtag, never knew. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's great to have her as an admin on this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is a great opportunity to talk about uh, Fringe live stream. And I, I want to start with, um, could you, do you have an elevator pitch for what Fringe live stream is? Uh, a Fringe performance right in your living room is uh, is uh, one of the taglines. Nice. Um, but um, and then of course the grant uh, mission statement is uh, we're a group of volunteers dedicated to providing a platform mm. for live performance mm. during the Great Intermission. Um, and that's basically that's basically it. I I, I wanted to capture live performance. Uh, yeah. uh, Canada performs. I'm not. Sh- I mean, most of Canada performs I've seen has been live, and uh, I I do respect uh, um, people submitting. Of course, mm. that's. I mean, I have something I could submit, although I look horrible. Um, but um, <laughs> I I wanted to. I I it didn't seem like anyone was sort of. Um, exploring the live performance aspect of, hmm. of it so that's how fringe live stream came to mind uh, also uh, i wanted to help the artists i know that sounds like i'm you know oh i'm so good um but um i was really distraught when 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 fringe was canceled like our yeah. the summer like from may to september was canceled for hundreds of people and and all the fringes across north america were scrambling to justify why they got the grant they did yeah or you know like so it, they were running around like holy crap and probably prematurely i wrote them a letter uh calf and i said i want to start a fringe yes <laughs> you yeah. know me i'm a bit zealous over <laughs> uh, the top and uh i wanted to do that and um i um got um support now it's not like it's not a it's not a fringe it's not Mm. especially in canada (laughs) it's not a fringe i can't i can't say it's a fringe festival uh and Mm. and i and it's it's just not because it's uh, not only because i'm not allowed to i mean for sure because Mm. but it's you know but also because a fringe is much more it's the beer, yes. it's not only the beer tent but it's also the word of mouth and the buzz and the late yeah. night cabaret and the flyering that we we're just talking about and the reviews and the and the shitty and that the guy who's a really horrible review and you know the show the sleeper hit and you know the and and the, the holdover and all of it like that's fringe right and the the freaking beer tent and oh my god this place is shutting down so we have to move the beer tent to a a, a hockey rink is it going to yeah. work holy shit it does work yay that's fringe <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the, the td of the toronto fringe is organizing hilarious like like storytelling beer tent events you know that's fringe <laughs> right yes yeah so <clears throat> you know like so i but at the same time I wanted to highlight fringe performers, mm-hmm. right? So um, I, I want to stop short of calling it a fringe festival, but I do, but I'm, I'm going to gung ho and calling it a, a, a fringe performing platform uh, sure. for, for artists and, and to, um, to perform live. So the, yeah, the gist of it is every Thursday at 9 PM from here to whenever this thing ends. <laughs> now here's a question for you. Um, is yeah. it, is it, is it one, one performance each <laughs> Each week, or is it yes. several performances 
uh, each week, or or how how what does the fringe like? So it's uh, one performance each week, uh, and uh, I, I didn't want to overwhelm audiences. I didn't want to mm-hmm. overwhelm myself uh, with OBS software. I didn't <laughs> want to, um, you know, I, I, I wanted to keep it manageable. I didn't want artists competing with each other uh, right. too much. I wanted to see if they can gain a little bit of, you know, donations. So um, it's one a week. The stream will be it. Uh, stream will be on. Uh, will be left on the site for the the week following uh, mm-hmm. until the next show so that people can go and watch a show if they want to donate there's a link that goes straight to the artist actually it goes to me and then I, then i give it to the artist of course uh, yes and that's because <laughs> uh, that's how i set up my stripe account which i just finished doing like like i'm just like this is so grassroots right it I is mean, there and like, there's so many things like none of us have ever considered like how do i get people to pay for a live stream before <laughs> I know it's 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 revolting. No, I mean <laughs> so there, there will be there will be three links available um, for the for the show. There will be one where they can donate for credit card, uh, an email they can e-transfer to, and um, a, a PayPal, which I'm going to try to set up as well. So they can choose which you know way to to um, email. And plus, um, if um, if the artist wants to put their own link on, they can. But that's sort of the idea is that artists can, you know, not only live perform again, but mm-hmm. make a little bit of money. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's all going to be, it is going to be a live stream rather than pre-recorded. Yeah. All live. Yeah. So I'm, they're going to, uh, I'm going to host them by zoom uh, mm-hmm. and uh, play it through the OBS. Now, right. uh, if they have their own means, they could do it themselves and cut out the zoom middleman. Right. Um, but if they don't, that all they got to do is call in for zoom. Uh, make sure I get the pro version. So it doesn't cut off after an hour and, mm-hmm. um, and stream away. Uh, yeah. That's, that's the idea for sure. So are they using uh, like because I know because Zoom does have that forty minute limit. Are are they? Does the artist have to purchase their own or like this? No, I'm getting really nerdy about I'll the technique. Do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. No, I, I know this is what I love. <laughs> now I'll do it. I've I've you know the way I see it is like I'm I'm getting served right. We're all getting mm. served. Yeah. And um, like, so we're being paid to work, aren't we? Like, I'm not being paid to sit around. I'm being paid yeah. to work so i'm it's not like i'm it's not like i feel like i'm being taken advantage of so if i have to buy an ad on facebook or purchase the professional version of zoom mm. or what have you i'll do it you know it's no no big deal you know the <laughs> now, thing about the thing i think a lot of people forget and and it's sort of like a, a relatively new thing as far as fringe advertising goes is a lot of times people yeah. don't leverage things like advertising on facebook and instagram like yeah which is yeah. not particularly like you can get in fact more you can probably get more out of that than you can by advertising in a newspaper and you know that oh, you're yeah. targeting the right oh, people yeah. yeah oh yeah there you go that's the best part is you tar- you know you target so i got ads running for for the page for the event and you know and um they target specific and that's just the best way now i i only do instagram and facebook and mm-hmm. you know there's you could you can have them show up That was really annoying. Um, so, <laughs> I, I don't even know what I was saying. <laughs> well, you were saying about about how you can you can you can oh, yeah. Facebook and Instagram, and you can, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyways, that's all, all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, ads, yeah. ads, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. advertising is kind of, is important, right? I mean, yeah, very. You've got so. to get the, do, the word out. You got to get the word out, and and like now Instagram, we started about well, our our social media we started about maybe a week to ten days ago. Although days yeah. are really blurry these days, uh, and um, we've grown to almost a thousand, well, seven hundred Facebook and about almost five hundred um, um, uh, Instagram, which you know is small potatoes. Let's face it. Uh, I, I would like to get them up to a thousand each of them but you know but um just in the sheer amount of time just when you check in you're like oh 10 more likes it's it's uh i haven't seen something grow this quickly before so i mean it is it is those those little (laughs) growths are like though that because you're still looking at you're like oh 10 means something it's like if you get to like over a thousand like 10 is like oh that's just nothing but now right now 10 is exciting like every every person that joins is an exciting thing 
Oh yeah, I love it. I invited everybody on my page. I can't invite anymore, so I'm trying to get all everybody else to trying to get other people to invite. Yeah, else. yeah, <laughs> you know all that stuff and yeah. kind of engage and stuff like that. I've I've followed every fringe and every like followers of fringe, or at least what they suggest. And now I'm like trying to follow. And then I notice these weird things. It's like, okay, I'm going to follow Can Stage because Can Stage they got to have a billion followers. They have like 500. I'm like, yeah, how right? does Can Stage have 500? Or like Calgary Fringe, bless their hearts, they haven't posted since 2013. I'm like, well, how does I mean, this yes, <laughs> that's that's. I mean, the, but that's the the problem with like sometimes people start their social media, they don't tend to it, and they just sort no. of let it they let it fall away, you know. And that's yeah. terrible for like a fringe, especially like a fringe that's still running, to not have posted yeah. since since 2013 because it looks like they have like they don't exist. Exactly. And I went to that fringe last year. They're lovely. But who who posted on? You know, what? sometimes <laughs> I wonder if when I see that, I'm like, mm. oh, they lost the password. They can't get it back. They have to start something. Or like, how did that happen? Like, who would not post since 2013? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's almost like, did, did they forget or did they not get somebody to do it or? You know, which yeah, is I don't know. such a strange thing to overlook. I know it's so strange. I'll be like, I'll, I'll do it. Like, I'll post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of the 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 logistics, <laughs> did you guys just do a lottery for for Fringe live stream? Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. So this our lottery. So we did a lottery. It was going to go live on Orlando Fringe today, mm-hmm. and we're also going to post it on. Um, uh, fringe live stream on the uh, Facebook and yeah. um, it was pure grassroots fringe because yeah. we um, Orlando fringe um, contacted me before says, okay, we had a zoom bomb last night and oh my God. Think, you know, it's so shit. So can you record it ahead of time? So we're like, I can do that. And we'll, we'll, and there'll be two witnesses. It'll be Carlin and Josh who are both heading up the AUC series. Now, Josh's name is jo- Josh Lango. Now, I've been calling him Lang- Langadoc for okay. I don't know how oh. long. And he just told me the other day that it's Lango. So I, I, I even hope I'm pronouncing it now. But Josh Lango and Carlin, who I used to call Rami, but anyways, and Carlin Rami are both heading up the Artists for Underrepresented uh, Community ser- Series. So they're joining me on Zoom, and I'm doing the lottery with my nephew as as holding the cue cards. And, and Megan, uh, my, my other my niece uh beside me uh, picking the picking the names <laughs> so we did the draw and it was awesome and fun and then i went to uh, go to upload it to mm. give to email it to to Lindsay, and it doesn't upload doesn't matter what i do oh, no. I, can't, I can't and i'm trying everything i'm trying to get it to dr- upload to dry and i'm laughing now but holy Rick. I, I'm uploading the drives, not working. I'm, I'm emailing, not working. I'm, I'm. Uh, God, what else did I do? Uh, I tried my phone, my tablet. Yeah, <clears throat> nothing. I bored my um, nephew's computer. Didn't didn't work either. Okay, so none of this is working. So, all right, I know what I'll do. <laughs> so I had a tablet and an Android. That's mm-hmm. it. okay. So, I <laughs> I play, I play the. I play the the video on tablet, go uh-huh. live on my phone oh, no. on on Orlando Fringe <laughs> today on Facebook, and and, and just film it. Like, is that the proper okay. term? Yes, I think Filming that that's a term it. that will do. Yes, <laughs> filming it while I'm live on my phone in the garage, right? Um, dark, just filming at, at, while it's playing, right? And uh, apparently it. it Nobody, well, I guess people notice, but uh, they could understand it. So well, that's good. That's good. the important thing. <laughs> yeah. That's Dodge the important the thing. They can understand it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And when, <laughs> do, when do we see the first performances for Fringe Livestream? May 28th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's Jeff Newman, hashtag magic. Uh, he's a mentalist, okay. trickster, and magician. Uh, a, a very, uh, a, a very, uh, uh, lucky that we drew him because he's ready to go it's it's he's nice. like he's got all the support material he does virtual performances uh so may may 28th uh thursday and then every thursday after that uh, uh les kirkendall barrett from hollywood is next and joanne roberts from winnipeg is after that and and then we carry on through the month 
Nice, nice. <laughs> Check out uh, FringeLivestream.com. I know I yes. sound like a sales pitcher. No, but you got it. We got to get that. <laughs> got to get that out there. Um, have you thought about about trying to do like a monthly like fringe late night sort of thing or something like that? Like just like each well, month have the people who are who are performing that month like just on some kind of like wild Zoom meeting. Oh, that's a great idea. That's another thing about the grassroots is uh, uh, all these ideas are coming to me that I'm like, holy crap, that's a great idea. Now, a lot of fringers have been organizing a cabaret of their own. Yes. Um, and they, uh, I'm not sure yet if it's going to be incorporated into Fringe Livestream or not. Um, I certainly would like it to be, and especially if it's a monthly thing. Now, yeah. to have the performance themselves do something like that is a wonderful idea. And we've also had a meeting, if, if sometimes uh, on the Beyond the Fringe uh, Facebook group, we had a meeting one day about just things. And Chloe and Jess from Mind of a Snail have started a, uh, a Zoom beer tent, which I would love to just incorporate that into you know like half an hour before man these are things that i can't personally facilitate just because like i've reached my limit of like things to do but i would love people to join us and and like and say oh we have um, a visual arts aspect of fringe live stream can we mm. submit it can we do something about that okay great and, and you know people can order prints online okay great so you know if in a perfect world that's what it would be. Fringe live stream would be just helping artists, you know, and, and someone would give us a grant and maybe we'll make a bit of money, but well, you don't make a money with a grant, but get paid for our time. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> More than making money. Like we're not Mervishes here. <laughs> no, but like you just want to get something, you know, at yeah, this point, like sure. all these, all these artists who were anticipating like making, you know, essentially scraping by for a summer, but having a blast doing it are now yeah. not even having the opportunity to scrape by for the summer. No, no, not at all. And, and, and even some of the, you know, the solo performers who like actually like, or the, you know, I don't want to call them heavy hitters. That's not a yeah. good thing to say, but to actually rely on this for their income or the producers who rely on it or, or technicians and, oh, it's just goes vendors. Like, oh my God, it's just what a ripple that it just yes. has sent down that none of us are, are, are going to be able to, work or you know i know it's play for us but it's also you know it's i say i think we provide a service of catharsis for people and catharsis yeah. is an important thing to experience and to yeah. align your thoughts and to to i just think it's important you know serotonin and and, and endorphins and laughing and you know and feeling it uh, i think the arts and especially storytelling which is theater and is fills that void for people you know someone's dog passed away so he sees he a show about a dog oh so he's able to cry so he's so now he's able to let it out okay so yes. he feels better great yeah. now he performs better at work i mean why doesn't someone do a study on that <laughs> <laughs> um the 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 idea like yes i would you you were saying like you know we just sort of like have fun for a summer but you know i think uh, i've always thought that that you know fringes still work like Oh, well, yeah. I don't oh, think God. I've ever been as tired as I am at the end of a fringe. <laughs> oh, my God. I got to tell you something that Jim Rose <laughs> said. He, he did this for one of Chris Bross's storytelling nights for at the backspace, uh, backspace mm. at Theater Pass Marai. And so Jim Rose comes on stage. He says, you know, the fringe has got it all wrong because you start in Montreal, you end in, in Vancouver, but it should be reversed. Uh, <laughs> and and, and he, go, he goes around to reveal about why it should be reversed but what he what he gets to is that when you start your show you are you're healthy as all can be right but your show is shit all right but you are healthy you're, you're eating well you're doing you know you're in montreal you're eating well you're doing you know that you've just finished fattening up throughout the winter and getting mm -hmm. healthy and all that stuff i shouldn't say fattening up but but getting healthy throughout <laughs> the winter and um and, but your show is crap you don't know what you're doing all right. But by the time you get to Vancouver, you are so malnourished. You have a piece <laughs> of broccoli on a pizza and call it your vegetable of the day. And you're not sleeping. You're eating granola bars. But your show is just so tight. Yeah. You know, somewhere around Winnipeg, you're like, 
halfway. You know, you're eating okay. Yeah. And yeah, your yeah. show's okay. But by the time you hit Vancouver, you're like, anyways, <laughs> I thought it was such a great observation. It is yeah. hard work. And for sure, yeah. it's hard work, especially if your show doesn't do well and, and it could it could change from city to city, you know, yeah. and and you're in a city where you, you have to friggin' fly or more because you didn't get a some some guy didn't like your show because he quote unquote doesn't understand dance or yes. whatever never yeah. saw the star or never saw the Star Wars trilogy or so he hates it you yeah know, stuff like that so you're like okay well <laughs> I guess I got a flyer now I got a work well, it's, it's funny yeah. because you never know what like <clears throat> what a review is going to do or what the reviewer is going to say when we opened the uh, Last Man on Earth in Montreal our first stop on our tour. Um, oh, man. We had a reviewer come to see the show. And yeah. they I remember, I think they were in the print. And and their review started, well, I hate mime, so I knew I wasn't going to like this show. <laughs> well, what and we're not man? mimes. And it wasn't mime. <laughs> but they decided going in that they weren't going to like the show. Oh, my And you God. never know. Oh man, it's so yeah. yeah. That is that is a shame. That is a shame. We did an absurd piece in Montreal. I think it would go great in Montreal, <laughs> but they didn't like absurdism and they called it Monty Python without the funny. So it's oh, like, oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. You never you never, you never know. You don't know because every you can think I did well in this city. I'm going to do well in that city, but each city has a different taste in what they want in their fringe. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so no, what works in what works in like Winnipeg, like something uh, with a little meat to it. Edmonton likes a little bit more silly than Winnipeg does. And like yeah. there's all oh, these yeah. little yeah. things, you know, little little adjustments. Yeah. You know, yeah. like um, Winnipeg and Edmonton, you know, or Winnipeg might be a little bit. People could say it's it's a bit maybe on the conservative side and they might want something that a little bit that's more accessible. Right. Mm. But but then at the same time they had they gave birth to the show with the guy putting the mayonnaise up his yahoo yes, so it's like yeah. okay well he's more subversive than all of them <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah so I mean, what do you do uh but I, I do know some trends i suppose what what i think people especially orlando orlando has a definite you know if you can make a hit in orlando by checking off the boxes for sure, you know, um, just, you know, is it, if it's a musical, is it, is it a parody musical, you know, like <laughs> there you go. Bang, bang right there. <laughs> um, anyway. now one of the things I'm asking people in these, these, as a friend of mine calls it the quarantines, um, uh, is, is, uh, what is giving you joy? these days what's helping you get through the day and giving you a sense of joy in each day you know what i'm gonna have to say my family these days um mm. i'm gonna look back on this and 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 um think to myself yeah you know i'm out of work <laughs> but um i've been able to spend more time with my sisters in particular um like uh, than well, I mean, we're all very close to begin with. I'm always here for Toronto Fringe in the summer and here for Christmas. Uh, but um, this has been sort of extended stay and, and, and just to sort of really, really rebond. Not like we have, we're not bonded to begin with, but just to really mm. get to hang out with my, my family. And, and it's, it has been very important. So that's given me a lot of joy. Watching the, 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 the winter turn to spring is giving me joy. Mm. Um, um, starting up a, a, a bunch of uh, Facebook groups, just mm. like with people I used to work with that we wouldn't have done had it not been for the pandemic. Like right. we have these old old fringe tour shows where we have this little Facebook group and we're just being idiots and you know, <laughs> you know, laughing at each other and just stuff like that, right? So in a way, we've been able to, or I've been able to connect with people I haven't. Like as soon as it hit, mm. I talked to so many people just through either Facebook or, mm. or, or Facebook chat or, or Facebook calling or whatever they call it. And, you know, it, it, that was one thing that sort of brought out um, happiness, at least in me. Um, I mean, there's, there's this underlying sense of like missing crowds and that's never going to go away, at least not for me. You know, it's, it's, there is a sadness, there is yeah. a base sadness that, that at least I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. but um you know because it's 
it's going to get tougher. It might get tougher and tougher. I mean, Mervish is not coming back till 2021. And, and I, I look to Mervish as sort of our, our, our measuring stick. As yeah. it were. It's like they have the most incentive out, out of the, well, maybe not their commercial, but, uh, you know, Mervish and Stratford have the biggest incentive to get back to it. So, hopefully they'll set the example we can follow their lead <laughs> yeah yeah they're kind of yeah. like the the canaries in the coal mine like what are what are they doing yeah you know yeah. and you'll be able to lead? look at yeah. you'll be able to look yeah. at their show at the shows that are going on there and say are people going to shows right now yeah yeah are people well, comfortable this, being uh, in it yeah you know, i saw the social distance i saw um i don't know what country but it was they've they they have a theater an event going on where people are sitting, you know, four rows apart or whatever. And, you know, that's, um, Oh, it's sad. It's, yeah. It, that's it's, a German theater. Actually, Germany was reopening oh, okay. some of their theaters. That particular one is, uh, and Germany is one of those countries that, that believes that, um, uh, um, that, that the arts are not a luxury. They're a human right. Um, and so they, they yeah. fund the arts and people uh, go to the arts. They have subsidized tickets and things like that. So the theaters are able to do that because they're getting wow. they get some they get some money from the government that a lot that's allowing them to call that theater that's that seats uh, over a thousand people a full house when sitting two hundred people. Oh, uh, I mean, beautiful and yes. and, and wonderful. Yeah, I mean, and, and and I guess if if we could do that, that would be a, a win. That would be a step up from live streaming. I'll tell you yes, that much. It would. Um, it would. You know, I mean, because because that's what you that's what you need. That's what you need. Like, I mean, I, that's, that's another thing I'm thinking about. Is yes, I'm diving head head first into fringe live stream and and having this performance series and. But I do this longing for for crowds again, and, and yeah. longing for live theater to come back. And you know, I'm, I mean, my job depends on it in Nova Scotia, that's for yeah. sure. But also just like fringes, you know, and I miss it. And 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 it's gonna keep going. I mean, how yeah. long is this well gonna go? <laughs> we don't. That's the problem. Is that is that right now? There's so much uncertainty. We don't know when this might end. Um, so I think it's it's even more important that we are. You know, some people are sort of naysaying the the live streaming and like that's not theater. And I think we can all agree it's not. But we can all agree it's not. It's no. what we've got now. That's what that's just it. It's what we got now. And 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 the people naysaying uh, uh, streaming theater, they have such legitimacy to do that i would yeah. be right there with them you know i am right there with them it's not the same we want we want our people back i mean and and this is this is attempting to fill a void for yeah. sure you know at least with and i like to think that live performance at least encapsulate encapsulates you know a, a portion of that right yes uh, yeah you and i anyway i know <laughs> yeah, I mean, with, like it's happening. Uh, I mean, that's what a lot of people, the reason why some a lot of people go to the theater because it is happening live. Yeah, you know, engaged in the moment. So that it's also know, that whole sense of like being in a room of people experiencing something that is actually happening. You know, there's know. there's you don't. It's not yeah. the same as as watching a movie. It's different, no. and so it's actually happening. Yes. It's like, yeah. I've always, people are like, oh, so what's so big about theater? I'm like, okay, here's, here's my analogy of why theater is in many ways better than a film. Is think about stage violence, like a slap, a simple slap on yeah. stage. Yeah. Yeah. In a movie, you'll oh. see that and nobody reacts. Yeah. In a theater, when it's live, the entire audience will flinch and may react with, a, yeah. with an audible reaction. And that is oh, because yeah. we're real people on the stage. And so, you know, yeah. live stream, it doesn't replace that, but again, it's what we yeah. have to work with. That's such a good point for sure. Everyone flinches. Like, oh my God, yeah. Pratt falls. I mm, mean, just yeah. that's the thing. I mean, everything reveals oh, my soliloquies, everything yes. uh, elicits a reaction, not just one from one per or if, if it's from one person person, mm. it's from a bunch of people talking about being contagious. Yeah. I mean, that is <clears throat> that is what the, that is what it is. And 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 you're so right. When people are watching, you know, TV, they they react internally. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh. 
but oh, it would be man. interesting to see what comes out of what comes out of this. Like what innovations will come out of this that will carry through into into live theater. Will we be able to finally find a way that we can integrate video that doesn't make the theater boring? Yeah. <laughs> well, even before this, I was, um, ha- you know, uh, experimenting with that. Now, there's a fellow named Matt. I don't know his last name, but he worked with Devin Moore. Mm. Now, he's uh, a regular video um uh, artist like he is wonderful uh, and, and working at the the aster i had um access to a lot of different projections and q lab and all that stuff and it's um you can do a lot of stuff with with video mm-hmm. uh and it doesn't have first of all it doesn't have to be a tech nightmare and it all can also be incorporated um uh, seamlessly in, into the performance now people don't know how to light is the problem yes yeah yeah <laughs> they don't know how to light when when they when they have video going or you know and, and they're they're thinking within a box of a of a of a, of a screen mm-hmm. whereas you know why don't you use a, a scrim downstage yes, yeah, and project yeah. onto the scrim you know for example or why don't you project onto the floor or yeah. that you can incorporate would be i think the where i th- uh, hopefully after this is all over people might have a an eye uh, more towards tech and say oh this this can be achievable easily i'm yeah, i hope yeah. so. i really do hope so i hope that, that we that we don't just forget about everything that we've learned from all this that we can find ways <laughs> to integrate it back into the theater again. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait though, Phil. I can't wait. I'm just passing the day. I I just count the days till we can get back into the theater. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I hear you. I hear you. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Phil. Lovely chat. This has been a Homebody Productions production.